very warm welcome to Chris Fogarty's show again. Today we have Chris and we're going to continue on talking about why the FBI are involved with the Irish government and why the Irish government has refused to acknowledge what's happened with the Omer bombing and what happened with the Dublin and the Monaghan bombings and why they still collaborate with the British government and refuse to explain to the Irish people why so many people have been killed and they have not answered these questions. So on tonight's show, we have Chris on his show. Thank you very much, Chris. So you're going to tell us all about what's going on here with the Irish government. Yes. Yes. Uh, last week, we, we uh, touched on the first series of pre-OMA crimes perpetrated by the FBI. The same FBI agents who were involved in the OMA bombing. Uh, the permanent topic of this series of talks is was Chicago FBI agent, quote Ed, unquote Buckley's years long deployment in Ireland at OMA and his involvement in the Dublin trial of Michael McEvitt, were those deployments approved by the Irish government? despite Buckley's previous series of crimes in Chicago or because of those series of crimes by Buckley in Chicago. The second of FBI agent Buckley's series of crimes, pre-OMA, in Chicago were, well, first of all, I'll have to give some background. My wife and I hadn't believed FBI agent Joe Doyle when he alerted us of the impending crimes against us by his FBI colleagues. Soon thereafter, schoolboy David Biro, using FBI agent Lewis's gun, murdered his neighboring Lankert family. FBI agent Buckley promptly got TV reporter Carol Moran to spread the lie of IRA involvement in that, in that massacre. And soon thereafter, Buckley framed me for that massacre until the murderer, Biro, saved me by blabbing through his FBI cover. While Biro was on trial two weeks before he was convicted, two days before he was convicted, the same criminal FBI agent Buckley and a gang of fellow agents, all with drawn guns, burst through our residence door. That started Buckley's second series of pre-OMA crimes against us as follows. So the first, the first part about the, the framing me for, for a triple murder, we covered that last week. So here is, here is the same FBI agent's second series of pre-OMA crimes against us. This is case US 91 CR for criminal 911. Odd, odd uh, case number, but that's what it is. After criminally bursting through our door with his gang, Butley, Buckley handcuffed us and wrongfully incarcerated us in Chicago's federal jail at Clark and Van Buren Streets in case US 91CR 911. There we saw also arrested two fellow members of our Friends of Irish Freedom, Frank O'Neill and Tony McCormick. Mary, my wife, immediately went on hunger strike against the FBI crimes. They portrayed us as terrorists and we were facing many years, if not life in prison. And if poor, we have gone straight from jail to trial to federal prison, but we bailed out barely after three days. O'Neill surrendered the deed to his house. 
Tony McCormick, $1,000. My wife, Mary, $50,000 and $100,000 for me. Uh, 10% of that down, but liability for the entire sums. After 15 months, great expense and competent attorneys, we defeated this second series of FBI crimes. Our attorneys finally forced the FBI to stop concealing case evidence, and we received a copy of the evidentiary audio tape and the FBI's transcript of it. The below attachments document the basics of these FBI crimes. Again, now, all of these crimes were perpetrated by the FBI and by particularly led by FBI agent Buckley. There were 19 of them, 19 FBI agents involved, but they were led by FBI agent Buckley. Uh, one, and the attachments are there, and you can verify that you Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One is a photograph of the Chicago Four, the four of us, my wife Mary and I, and two, our two friends, by the way, who are now dead. Mary and I are the only survivors now of the so-called Chicago Four. That's the first item. The second attachment is the case US 91CR 911 criminal complaint, the first page of it. The third attachment is my, quote, tale of the tape, unquote. It's, the, ta it's, it's the, the falsehoods that they worked into the evidentiary tape, the only evidence against us. I pointed out to our attorneys how it, it had to be false. Uh, item four, or the attachment four that you have there, is titled Tape Falsification. It goes into complete detail in exactly how they falsified the only evidence against us, how the lab report finding was not only massively tampered with, but page six of the AFTI report refuted the FBI's sworn testimony. So conclusive evidence of other pre-OMA crimes by Agent Buckley and by other branches of the U.S. government toward the same end. And by the way, the, the purpose of the OMA bombing was to defeat the IRA. Uh, they must have thought that Mary and I were somehow supporting the IRA. Uh, the IRA would never would never have us as members because we to join an organization like that, you'd have to become a salesman for it. You'd have to believe in everything they're doing. And we just didn't know enough. But we, we do know government crimes, and we object to government crimes. We object to all crimes, obviously. But they, so the, And the United States government is involved in these FBI crimes. It's not to the... Uh, I've been dwelling upon FBI agents' crime, FBI agent Buckley's crimes. But he was not a, the cowboy, the, the lone cowboy that, that he was portrayed to be. He was following instructions from Washington, D.C. And future talks like this, I'll bring forward the evidence of larger U.S. criminal involvement in order to, and the whole point of the OMA bombing and the Good Friday Agreement for that matter, was to free up British military for the neocons to use in their project for a new American century, a 20-year-old plan. The key part of that plan is full-spectrum dominance, which they define as the conquest of planet Earth and space. 
So they had they had big plans, and and in order to conquer Earth, uh, all of planet Earth, the last two to be conquered would be, of course, China and Russia. But all of our other wars, all of our other supreme crimes, according to Nuremberg, uh, and our genocides, are all in order to move toward to finally the attacks on China and Russia. It is it is stunning. It is disgusting. It, they, they, they might bring an end to the globe if they continue with nuclear weapons in particular. There's, there can be no winning of World War III, and that's where they are headed. So the Oma bombing, again, was to free up the British Army, without which the neocons would not have attacked Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, etc. It was the British military that gave some kind of credence and a little bit of, of military support to these neocons, essentially running the, the U.S. Army. So that's what that was all about. And you will notice that soon after we defeated the FBI's crimes, the second set of crimes here in Chicago, the same FBI agent, Buckley, that we had defeated twice now, the second time in federal court, he was deployed to Ireland with MI5. And he remained in Ireland, except for a brief trip to the Atlanta Olympics bombing. And the Atlanta Olympics were in 1996. But he didn't leave Ireland, and the, the, the FBI mission in Ireland did not end until the evening of the OMA bombing. So the OMA bombing is obviously and clearly mission accomplished in Ireland for the FBI. You will notice that they did not leave after the signing of the Good Friday Agreement. The Good Friday Agreement was not end of mission for MI5 and the FBI in Ireland, but because that did not defeat all elements of the IRA. What did free up the British Army out of Ireland and de by defeating the IRA was the OMA bombing. And it, it was really a real IRA bomb the the the, people, the the IRA people involved might never know how they got conned into doing that massacre. They certainly did not intend to, but MI5 FBI involvement is what did it. Uh, the FBI and MI5 had infiltrated that group of real IRA men. They arranged the whole thing. Um, FBI agent Mole. Uh, a, long, a lifelong criminal, according to a New York State Police affidavit, uh, he wrote, emailed to his MI5 handlers from Ireland. He was working for MI5 and the FBI simultaneously because MI5 and the FBI were working together. But he, he wrote to them about, about a, uh, a rehearsal of a car bombing just weeks before the OMA bombing. And he described it, and he said it was a military mission, and I was part of it. By saying, by, by boasting like that, he increased his own value to the people who were paying him. That man who helped and was directly involved in the OMA bombing, and and who was whose mission was accomplished the evening of the of the OMA bombing, that ended his his time. Uh, he. Again, he was, he was a lifelong criminal, and, and he, uh, he was paid a total of $10 million. MI5 and the FBI 
paid him a total of $10 million for his involvement in OMA. He has just a few months ago, a book was written for him by an Irishman. The title of the book is The Accidental Spy. I have it in my hand. At the heart of the real IRA, in the pay of MI5 and the FBI, an ordinary man, an, an extraordinary secret agent, the accidental spy. That's David Rupert, who lived in Ireland from about 1984, sorry, 1994 until the evening of 1998. And he, that's again, that's David Rupert. He reported to both MI5 and to FBI agent Buckley. Uh, and the, the book was written by Sean O'Driscoll. It just came out late last year. So there are actually sometime last year. Uh, Buckley, as, a, as an indication, uh, indication of the true criminal nature of Buckley, FBI agent Buckley, he was in Ireland all those years. And we wouldn't know, we wouldn't know that he was in Ireland all these years. But while testifying at the, at the so-called trial of, of, of McKevitt, Michael McKevitt at the, at the criminal courts building on Green Street in Dublin. Mary and I attended it because when we had heard that Agent Buckley had departed Chicago and gone to operate in Ireland and, and was focusing upon Michael McKevitt, brother-in-law of Bobby Sands, uh, having been through all of his crimes here in Chicago, we thought we must try and help out his next victims in Ireland. We never heard of Michael McKevitt or the people around him, but we knew that he. We knew that if Buckley was involved, that there was crimes. So we supplied a lot of material that would have kept that would have. It would have kept Rupert off the witness stand in Ireland. He certainly would not be on on no witness stand in the United States. He's a four-time bankrupt, and and and. A, and in his bankruptcy documents, he claims to have earned something like $3,000 a year, not enough to keep him in hamburgers. It was just just ridiculous. And so all of his bankruptcies, which again, and they are, they're filed and I have, I got copies of them, true copies. Uh, they're all fraudulent. They would be a reason for him to be imprisoned in a federal prison in the States. But being a criminal for the government, He's permanently untouchable. And sad to say that the United States government operates with criminals much of the time. In fact, for the last 10 years, all of our wars are criminal wars. They're supreme crimes, according to the Nuremberg Tribunal of uh, 1945, 1946. And so that's, that's where we are. Uh, my, my hope in all of this is that the current series of crimes, not merely not merely the, the ones in Ireland, but the ones in Ireland were part of a larger plan. And we must end, in fact, if we don't stop these crimes sometime very soon, we are very likely to have a, a nuclear holocaust brought upon us by the psychopaths. That the mass murderers must be brought to account. And that that, that is what our job is, which should be the job of all serious We've got to end the genocides. We've got, and the American army has got to stop being the British army of 150 years ago. It is so sad that the United States, founded in liberty against British tyranny, has now adopted 
the same imperial tactics of the British government of those years ago and has has resurrected this this zombie criminal uh, empire system that Britain had, England had given up for a long time. It is now resurrected by by a, a series of psychopaths operating out of Washington, D.C., London, and Tel Aviv, or Jerusalem. There's a strange, strange combination of elements that are planning all of these things. Now, we must be careful to not not make any presumptions or not uh, not bring forward conclusions that are not supported by by clear evidence. And and I'm doing that. I, I would welcome anyone to challenge me on air if they will. But we would have to resort to documents like I do. The documents I sent you are are indisputable. They're there. They're part. They they were issued by the government. They're. The documents that I sent you about the second series of crimes and the first series of crimes where they framed me for triple murder are, are all there. They're indisputable. They're all signed and dated and, and they're official documents. They're just as official as the Irish Holocaust is. And what makes the Irish Holocaust official is are the, are the documents from Britain's public record office, a Q Surrey, that shows which British regiment was in Ireland, where, what date they entered, which Irish district, what, what, what date they departed, the amount of food that they moved out of the country, where the food was processed, where the butter was made in Ireland, where the oats were ground, where the flour was made. Uh, all of that is, is in my book, by the way, all a matter of record. This is, there's no opinion in this. So again, the, uh, the, the genocide, the genocidal nature of the British government that was so destructive of the world uh, for, hun- for hundreds of years has now been resurrected by a combination of Americans and Israelis. And, and Britain is, of course, deeply involved. Uh, no other, I don't think that any other nation would have gone along with the psychopaths in Washington, D.C., to, to make their army, of their entire national army, involved in these supreme crimes in Afghanistan, Iraq, Libya, Syria, etc., except Britain. Britain would be the only one who would do it, and they were willing, but their military was tied up in Northern Ireland. That's why MI5 and the FBI went out of their way and committed all these crimes, including OMA, to defeat the IRA in order to free up the British Army. Uh, that's about, that sort of wraps it up, uh, Bowen, and I hope that some of this gets through to people who, who hear your show. And I would welcome anyone to challenge a single thing I say. I cannot document where the, where the FBI and MI5 were on any given day prior to OMA, but I have but we know what they were doing. We know what they accomplished. We know what dates they left there. We know why they left there, because mission was accomplished on the 15th of August, 1998, after the bombing. And, and during, the, during the, uh, the trial of McKevitt in Dublin, the lifelong criminal, according to New York, a New York State Police affidavit, David Rupert from upstate, he uh, voluntarily testified that he was left once all alone in Ireland by FBI agent Buckley when Buckley flew to the Atlanta Olympics. 
again, the Atlanta Olympics were in 1996. While in Atlanta, he and his fellow FBI agents performed his usual trick. They framed yet another innocent, the security guard who found the bomb backpack and moved people away from it. But one of them got caught in the blast. And the, the FBI, the same FBI agent who framed us and helped to arrange OMA later, before before they had completed the OMA bombing arrangements, he had he had framed another innocent in Atlanta, Richard Jewell. Um, Richard Jewell died without ever seeing justice, just like our two friends, Frank O'Neill and Tony McCormick from Larne and County, County Antrim, uh, died young before they ever saw justice. Mary and I are still alive, and we're we're still seeking justice God, against the alive. criminals. Yeah, and we're calling for, for non-criminals in government to do something about the criminals in the government, because most of the crimes that I've observed for the last 30 years have been government crimes. They're not, not retail crimes, wholesale crimes by our governments. And, and Ireland is merely a vassal, a vassal state of, of the, the major criminal nations on earth today. It is so, it is so touching, so, so sad to see the Irish people come with, with, with no hope whatever because of the criminal nature of their government. And the, and, and the criminals in the Irish government are not even, don't even have the initiative to create their own crimes. They're merely following the instructions of other foreign criminals, and and and, and yet and yet that is what they're doing. It's it's so sad, and I don't know. And yet I, I I expect that the Irish people will not tolerate it much longer. But above all, if they have any any self esteem at all, the people of Ireland should demand a prosecution of the Dublin Monaghan bombers. And there was a second previous, an earlier previous bombing of Dublin. And they, and they ought to, we, we know who was involved in the OMA bombing, it's quite clear. And they were, but however, they were doing it for major forces. They were doing, they perpetrated OMA and the framing of McKevitt as another way, another way of, of freeing up the British forces from Ireland, defeating the IRA. And all of that was for their long-term plans of full spectrum dominance the conquest of planet Earth and space. I hope these few words might make a difference, and I welcome anyone to contact me. Ask for my evidence of the whole series of crimes in the United States by FBI agent Buckley before he was deployed to Ireland. And then, we, and then after seeing the nature of his crimes in Chicago, there can be no doubt about what, why he was sent to Ireland. Obviously, it wasn't. It wasn't despite his crimes. He was sent to Ireland because of his crimes. That is his pattern, and that is what they expected him to do in Ireland. He was involved in in in, in concealing a murder of three people, and perhaps in, even in, in the murder itself of the, the Langert family. They were murdered by FBI agent Lewis's three fifty seven Magnum by a sixteen year old using that FBI agent's gun. And, 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 and also all of these crimes have got to be exposed and opened up. But our, we and the states are, might be more lost than the people of Ireland. Our, our government is more criminal than the Irish government, but our government has more guns and, and more weapons than the Irish government. So they are, the, the, the U.S. government is actually more fearsome. Uh, they're much more important criminals 
than the, 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 than the petty criminals in Dublin. But however, um, they're, they're all doing the same work. They're all headed toward Armageddon and they're taking us to Armageddon with them. We've got to stop them. Why does the Irish government, what have they got to gain? I can understand the British government being involved with the Americans and they got the six counties back and the six counties. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can. Uh, The Irish government, as long as I have been an adult, I have noticed that the Irish government, whenever there is a contest between Irish interests, the interests of the Irish people, and foreign interests, the Irish government always operates against the, the well-being of the Irish people and in favor of the foreign government or the foreign power. And that was true of the McBride principles for fair employment in Northern Ireland. When the, when the six-county Irish were first allowed to vote in 1973, after a six-year bloodily suppressed campaign to be allowed to vote, the British government called upon employers to not hire the Catholics, not hire the Irish in the six counties, so as to drive them out of the six counties and therefore off the, the voter registration rolls now that they were on the voter registration rolls. We in the States heard about that, and we got laws enacted that would require U.S. companies operating in the six counties to not participate in any of, the, in any of that uh, anti-Catholic, anti-Irish job discrimination. At that time, 25 U.S. companies employed 11% of the working population of the six counties. So we got those American companies to not participate in that job denial program. And we got it enacted into law in the state of Illinois. We were the fourth state to get it enacted into law. Later, we got it made a federal law in in Washington, D.C. But when we got it made in Illinois, the Irish sorry, the British Consul General was standing up along with his, his uh, uh, allies in opposition to the McBride principles for fair employment in Northern Ireland and alongside him and against Ireland and against Irish America stood the Irish Consul General of Ireland up, uh, speaking against enactment of this, prop, of this just law. So that was just, and in the time of the Birmingham Six, Guildford Four, so many other things, that Joe Doherty locked up for eight years in America without trial. Or without, but what does the Irish the, government get out of this? Surely they get some payback. Why would they be getting involved in in crimes yes. against the Irish people? Why? Why? What are they getting it, out of this? Well, it, it it can only be either blackmail or bribery. Or are they a real government? Is Ireland really an independent country? Or is it still tied to United Kingdom? Or is it a little kind of state of United States? Is it actually an independent country? Because if the government is acting against the Irish people, then it's not really a country. That is correct. Actually, the current Irish government and all Irish governments after... December 61, have been successors to the governments established on that day by King George V. The, the true Dáil existed only from the 21st of January 1919 until it was replaced by the British government on December 6, 1921. So the Irish people were free only for about a year and a half at that time. Wow. 
So has Ireland ever really been an independent country? People say just before we joined the EU, there was a time between actually we left all the power with the British because our money was still connected to the British pound. And only at that time, which we happened to be quite successful for that short amount of time before we joined into the EU. And people say that that was the only time that Ireland was truly independent. Is there truth to that? Uh, I don't know enough about the economics of Ireland being so so distant from it. Uh, But that's very likely to be the case. Um, It's it's but it, it is it is a fact that all Irish governments since January 6, 1921, have been successors to that one that was set up that day by King George V. The the Dáil Éireann, the, the members of Dáil Éireann, the elected government of Ireland at that time were declared to be an illegal assembly to be shot or arrested. And that's and at that time, Ireland was free, but its government was was uh, on the run for, the, for, for that time. Most of them were. And so Ireland, it's a very tragic situation. The, the, the debts created by Irish politicians, the 78 billion, and Irish developers and foreign banksters, those debts belonged, obviously, they were bad bets by those banksters. And they should have, they should have just walked away, taken Barely their losses. Yeah. But, but the Irish government made those banksters whole yeah. 78 gave them 78 billion dollars and transferred those gambling losses by the banksters over on to the taxpayers of ireland that Gosh. is that is obscene yeah and you'd have to wonder well it's quite clear because it's like everything else the so-called irish government does and we should not uh, in fact many people correct laughs into my into saying irish government and you, somebody very often corrects me properly. It is not an Irish government. It's the Royal Doyle, or mm. it is the so-called Irish government. But the Irish people do not have a government of their own. Absolutely. I think it's more the EU um, and its tie to America is cleared, like, but not the Trump party, The is it the Democrats? Because they are very anti-Trump. So the Irish government kind of plays up on that that party so they're connected to that i'm not actually sure how but that particular party yeah. it's just, that's merely a, a kind of a laziness it's a carryover the all of us in the states except for the oligarchs were essentially all uh in favor of organized labor and that that was the democratic party the republican party for years what was founded by Abraham Lincoln? It was it was anti anti slavery, but it's flipped. It became the exact exact opposite in the last 50, 60 years. So so we all all of us were Democrats all of our lives, but in recent years, since the since the takeover by the neocons, both parties are now deeply involved in international crimes, and they're both equally they're both equally genocidal. So it doesn't so matter who you vote have, for. Uh, well, I'm afraid my wife and I, and essentially everyone I know, have to vote for a very ugly person, Donald Trump, because he is, despite all of his his ugly tendencies, he is not a genocidist. He's not one of the people who are trying to get us into more wars. Absolutely. In fact, he just called 
He just called for removal of our armed forces from Afghanistan, and a general of the United States Army has just has just disobeyed that order from the commander in chief. I don't know how that's going to work out, but uh, but as ugly a man as he is, Trump is not a genocidist. He has he has some genocidists around him, but he fired the worst of them, John Bolton. And uh, all we can do is hope that that he can prevail against the genocidists. But we're stuck. The, the Democratic Party that used to be the party of the working people, the, the organized labor, it is now totally infiltrated. The, 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 yeah, the, they are supreme criminals here. Uh, Hillary Clinton is stunning. If, if we had a working government, she would be imprisoned, if not executed, for her supreme crimes. Hundreds of thousands of people are dead because Jesus. of Hillary Clinton. And what Joe about Biden? Biden? Joe Biden just seems to be really stupid. Does, does he actually even know what's going on? He just seems completely stupid. He doesn't seem to be aware of anything. Well, I, I think I think his de- decayed mental condition is a bit overplayed by his, his political opponents. But it's much it's much more serious than that. Uh, he was involved in the in the takeover of the Ukraine government. It took $5 billion distributed there among corruptible people in Kiev. And the CIA went over there and were participating in shooting people on both sides of the struggle in the street in order to create chaos. They, they forced the, the Victoria Nuland, a, a deputy a secretary of state under Clinton, under Hillary Clinton, on a telephone call, which was captured, where she's talking to the, the American ambassador talking about the how they spent $5 billion on people in Ukraine and how they're going to get rid of the current elected president and put their own president in power, Gosh. which is what they did. They put Yatsenyuk in power there in, in Ukraine. That's a shocking destruction of democracy. And mm-hmm. that is what the Democratic Party were doing in Ukraine. And, and they also, there was a coup d'etat against Donald Trump by the Democratic Party while they tried to frame while they tried to frame him as being the person who was in league with the Russians but the FBI our criminals in the FBI are deeply involved in that attempted coup d'etat and 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 they they were doing it with British intelligence a uh, Mr. Steele same name as the man we just mentioned yesterday but an, an, an MI6 agent Steele S T E E L E uh, created a dossier of fabricated crimes by Donald Trump to make it seem that Trump that Trump was a criminal while he was while he visited Russia once, and it was again all fabricated, and it was being used to destroy him, and he is he has avoided it so far, and uh, and of course now the the tables have turned, and now it is clear that all these were not crimes by Trump, but were crimes by. Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party. Do you think they'll go to so prison to, for this? So we're just wondering how, how how it will operate. I must say these are very 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 interesting times. Times really are, Chris. Is, this is the yes, yeah, this is the first time in my life that our government. Well, it's been going on for some time, but we have a thoroughly criminal government, government. now. And what's more, there's nobody in the news media who's willing to risk their jobs. By, by exposing these crimes. So America is temporarily 
out of luck, and I don't know how it's going to work out, but we're, we're headed into very, very, very dire conditions because of the criminal nature of the entire government, the entire system, including the news media. Absolutely. It's the same in Ireland. It's constant Trump bashing. They absolutely hate Trump and they make it to the Irish people that um, Biden is going to win. They try and convince the Irish people. Um, and the Irish people are so anti-Trump yes. because all they hear is bashing, bashing, bashing. Of course, of course. I, um, Trump's mother was a Finnegan. I would ordinarily be a, a affiliated. I would have an affinity to Biden because of the of the of our mothers being Finnegans, but despite that, I I have to oppose him because of genocide. Yeah. Decent people must oppose genocide. Hundred percent. And and Biden is a serial genocidist. Jesus. And that's that's where we are. And it, it's just. By the way, you mentioned Trump there. Uh, yeah. Joe Duffy of Radio One RTE once contacted me about a memorial my wife and I had installed at the request of local people in Smarmore outside RD in County Louth. He was so angry at us for having installed a memorial over a mass grave that had never been marked in the 170 years it was there. It was just a blank spot. It, it, people, pay, people used to go on pilgrimage to it, still, still do, from RD, go out there and say a few prayers for the dead. They, they were hauled in cartloads from the workhouse in R.D. and buried there in that old cemetery. But he was, Joe Duffy was so angry at me on air that on air he called me Trump. And I suppose Jesus. that's some kind of a terrible insult in Duffy's mind. But, but it, with the uh, Irish media, I'm not shocked. Man. The Irish media is just, I'm not shocked at all. The Irish media is absolutely disgusting. The things that they go on about Trump, the total bashing. I've never seen anybody being attacked as much as Trump. And it's non-stop, all day long. And actually, for people like me, it makes me suspicious. If the Irish media hate him that much, then he can't be that bad. Because they're that's, so biased. That's, that's very that is very observant. Congratulations. <laughs> it's not a guarantee that he's okay, <laughs> but it's a very strong indication. Constant. They will absolutely seethe. And it's almost like pleasure. I hope he really does get in again because more so to watch pleasure out of watching them seethe and drown in their absolutely disgusted hate for no reason. Well, my, my, wife, my, my wife and I will have to vote for him <laughs> in order to try to forestall World War Three, absolutely of, of planet Earth. Absolutely. Uh, thank ahead. you so much for your time, Chris. It's wonderful again, and I will be po posting on all your information with this tape. Thank you so much. It's a, you're a gentleman, and it's a pleasure to talk to you again. Thank you, Bye. Thank you very much, and thank you, everybody. Subscribe, subscribe. From Belfast town I came That city I will never see again For in the town of Belfast I spent many happy days I love that town in oh so many ways 
Saturn man I've watched my comrades die If only people cared or wondered why And you dare to call me a terrorist While you look down your gun Well, I think of all the deeds that you have done Many nations divided, many lands. You have terrorized our peoples. You rolled away. And the courage you have shown May your glory and your fame be widely known And Francis Hughes and away McCreesh Who died unselfishly And Patsy O'Hara, the next in line is me Was the year of 1981 Where everything I've lost and nothing's Oh, where are you now when we need you? 
What barns where the flame used to be Are you gone like the snows of last winter And will only our rivers run free Joy is an eyes that can 